This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to bat, Brett Boone. You know, Boone, the thing about baseball for me is, you know, you you watch 162 games. There is no other sport where you watch more failure. You know, it's hard to to watch. (laughs) When you watch highlights and you watch... 10 or 15 games, you know, it's not that bad. But when you watch 162 games and you sit next to an owner and he's sitting there, you know, you got a a runner on third with two outs and and you're down a run and he can't bring that runner home. And the owner looks at you like, I'm paying that guy $27 million a year. It's like, well, that's one game out of 162 and out of 600 plate Mm -hmm. appearances. And, you know, by the way, if you hit 250, you have a nice long, you know, if you you fail 75% of the time, you have a nice long career in the big leagues. If you fail, you know, uh, 70% of the time, you, you know, you, you might be in the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> so, you know, just it, it's it's hard to watch sometimes. It's a lot of failure. And when guys step up in big moments and do big things, you appreciate how, how, how special that really is. You know, it's not arbitrary and it's not uh, luck. Um, it's performance. And in baseball, I think, I think hitting a baseball – is the hardest thing there is to do in sports. And there's a lot of people that have done like Deion Sanders who tell you the same thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny when, when people, you know, cause they talk about, Oh, who's the greatest athlete in the world. They always usually want to go to a Michael Jordan or something like that. I said, guys, baseball players by far are the best athletes. They could do everything. I said, Mike Trout, probably if you trained him right, could probably go out for a pass in the NFL. I'm sure Mookie Betts could play some sport, and I'm not saying play every day and make a lot of money at it, but could could compete. I said, name me a person that can get in the box and get a hit off Garrett Cole right now. In any other sport, it doesn't exist. I said, hitting is the kind of the uh, the nemesis of every other sport. Of course, I'm biased, so I always it's go a with, skill. With I mean, baseball. it's 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 also right. a skill. It's it's an art, you know. Uh, I had the pleasure of getting to know Roland Heeman really well, and I'm sure you know who, who Roland Roland is. Heeman's son was on my USC baseball team. That's oh, how, how I know. I, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Roland's just a you know wonderful man. And uh, Roland Heeman, for those of you out there that don't know, is this Mr. Magoo of a little little old man who who you know was the general manager of the White Sox for a period of time, the Orioles for a period of time. Uh, and Roland Heeman, 
was did the first scouting report on one Henry Lewis Aaron. And I had the opportunity to be with Hank Aaron and Roland. And Hank Aaron was still calling him Mr. Hemond. And Roland still called him Henry. He'd say, uh, hey, Henry, how you doing? You know, it's hey, Mr. Hemond, how are you? You know, I mean, Hank was probably in his late 70s at the time. They're still calling him Mr. Hemond. And I asked Roland one time, I said, I said, who's the greatest athlete you ever saw? Not baseball player. Who's the greatest athlete you ever saw? He didn't blink. Bo Jackson. Yeah. He said Bo Jackson. Um, you know, that's the one that comes to mind for me. I think, you know, just, you know, in his prime before his injury, the, the, the strength, the speed, the hand-eye coordination, the twitchiness, the ability to hit, throw, run. The speed was otherworldly. Uh, the physicality, the toughness. Um, you know, that guy could do a lot of things. He could do just about anything, I think. Bo, Bo was – he was a guy I play, I played against him very end for him, very beginning of my career. And I can't explain it to people. There was something about where you couldn't keep your eyes off him. At the time, he was pretty raw, pretty green hitter. But, man, you're going to watch what he possibly could do each and every at-bat. He was just still learning the process. I had an interaction with him. He, he played with my father and at the end of my dad's career in those Kansas City teams. And, and I, I got to meet Bo and, and uh, get to know him a little bit. And then I, I remember the first time I played against Bo, he got called. He got sent down for a rehab assignment in double-A. I was in double-A in the, in the Southern League. And he's at first base, and this is back, you know, we're talking old school, new school. This is back when you when you were expected to take the runner out at second or the, the fielder out at second base. And Bo looks at me, and he goes, hey, Booney, I'm coming to get you. And I kind of looked at him like, Bo, you can't get me. If I do this fundamentally correct, you can't. But then I looked at him, and I thought, Wow, if there's ever a time that I didn't want to be gotten by someone, it would be that <laughs> man right there. Anyway, yeah. the left-handed pitcher picks Bo off. He's picked off. He just stands there. He doesn't even go back to first base. He's got I go I, I come in to cover the bag at second base. He's probably 40 feet from me. He doesn't, and I'm thinking we're gonna get in a rundown. He's gonna be tagged out. We're gonna move on. He doesn't get in a rundown. He takes off on a dead sprint to second base as fast as he can run. They throw me the ball. I'm holding the ball, and he's probably 20 feet from me. But he's running like he's running a race. I mean, he's, he's tucked and flying. And I'm thinking, what's he doing? Is We're going to get in a run down here? No, he's running. He's 10 feet away. He's at top speed. Like he's going to run me over. So I'm at second base. Five feet away, still at top speed. I, I've never seen anything like this before. He kind of gets two feet away from me. I pull the tag away because I think he's – I'm bracing for impact. Like, he, does he realize I'm not a catcher? Yeah. And he, he steps – he just makes this move, stops on a dime, and puts his foot on the bag. And I, the umpire at the time, he calls him out because the ball beat him by 20 feet. But he was safe. I, I got so scared, I pulled the tag away. I thought I was going to get hit. 
You thought he was going to go full Al McRae on you, and sure enough. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and Bo looks at me, and he goes, you know I was safe, right? <laughs> and I go, actually, I do. But but the umpire, you know, we didn't have replay back then. So the it was umpire just, never but, seen anything like that in his life. He didn't know what to do. I've he never seen anything that. like it. Yeah, And, and yeah. I never saw anything like it throughout my whole career. He was just, he was different. I can't explain it to people, but to be on a field with him and to interact with him and to watch him move, he, he was just different than anybody else. And I played with Dion for a few years in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to play in an NFL game and then go get a hit in a big league game, people don't understand how hard that is, but Dion yeah. was able to do that, and I respected that a lot. But it's not what I saw when I saw Bo on the field. He was just different. I mean, he was break the mold. You know, it's, it's one it's in a, a little bit of a little bit of Tyreek Hill right now. You know, when when you stand when I stand on the practice field and I watch what he does, it's just so different from anything else I've ever seen on a basketball court, a baseball field, a football field. I mean, Eric Spolster is a friend of mine. I brought him out to practice, and we were standing there. Uh, in training camp watching Tyreek run around and he just looked at me like he said, I have never seen an athlete that explosive in my life um, his ability to you know he's so he's so big like he's he's got hamstrings I've never seen hamstrings on anyone like that in my life other than a lion like <laughs> like right. his it's like a statue his, his body is so full of dense with muscle that you would think there's no way he could be a fluid athlete, you know, that he, he would just be, you know, oftentimes when guys are that strong and that bulky, and that big, they, they're, they're jerky, you know, in their motions, they might be explosive. They might be twitchy. They might be fast, but they're not fluid. Uh, he's twitchy and incredibly fluid. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really something, it's something to see. It's something to watch. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 